And we're off. Is that both auctioneers and the horse racing? They got the same guy? Yeah, I don't know if you can do, but I think they require different types of knowledge, but the exact same speech pattern. Okay. That sounds more auctioneer. Yeah, what is a horse guy? Uh, They're just fast. A horse guy, yeah. They, well, what a horse guy has to do is they've got really long names for the horses. Uh, so they got to be like, Bill Bob just... Thornton's coming around the right side. He's got a three-pace, da, 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 da. but yeah. everything's, everything's so yeah, many see, syllables. see, that sounds fast enough. I mean, it's not like the horses are doing, you know, 40-meter sprints there. They're, there's time. Yeah, you got to... With, with the horses, it's got to be a little bit more pleasing to hear. Yeah. The auctioneers, it's uh, it's a business i went to an auction and a horse they race. do that to agitate like make you feel a sense of urgency right in the auction the auctions i think so i think that's the big part is um to do with that it uh you ever been to an auction i went to a, well, they closed uh the university bar here or something some bar was closing down okay went so they were auctioning you know hired an auctioneer to ship everything off yeah it's fascinating they'd have all these they'd have like 30 tvs up right mm-hmm and so if you wanted a TV, they would do the bidding and they'd go around and one guy would be like, if they bid, the TV would get up to like 220 and you'd right. buy it at 220 and then they go, how many TVs you want? And you'd go one TV. Oh, so they'd how sell many like, at 120? Yeah. So they did buy them all that price. But like the third guy would just be like, I want 24 TVs. Yeah. So there'd be some dude that nobody understood was like buying TVs for his bar or something. Okay. So nobody knew mm-hmm. when all the TVs were about to go. So there's a third place in the auction. They just go down. For- well, they just keep going. They, so they just keep going down the. Uh, line, I see. Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, or, yeah. Up, yeah. It was right on. Fascinating that experience. Fun. Did you buy anything? Yeah, I got some good glassware. Oh. Okay. Um, they had what a lot happened of. Happened to it? Is it at our ho- or your house? Yeah, a lot of those I like change that big uh, big beer mugs. Mm-hmm. Um, are from from the bar that closed. How do they auction beer mugs? They go like a dollar. Yeah, they would, well, they'd go up by increments of five. So that was a big, you could tell there were some people there who were just. But there probably was a ton that came in it for five. So yeah. like you buy them at the store for five a piece. You know how we, we have like 40 of the same drinking glass? We got all those for like $10 or something. Some must have broken. I didn't know 40. All right. This this is just, all pre-pot, I assume. Like all right. Um, <clears throat> oh, you don't want to put it in? Well, some of this is fun. So, right, some of this I mean, is explaining our glassware in depth. Yeah. Um, your glassware. Speak for yourself. I think what I'm going to do. When I need my own glassware, mm-hmm. someday I don't know. It's, I keep moving into furnished places. It's kind of nice. Uh, it's gonna take a bunch of those like pasta, the glass pasta jars, and the ones you use for grease. I'm gonna fill that up with water. Drink it. Yeah, I get that. Glass glassware is one of those things that I think is cool. So I always, every time I see it at like a like a vintage store or something, I yeah. want to buy it because I think it's a great value. But I just. Pint. I just have a poor conception of what glass costs. It's Pint very glasses cheap. are fun because they can have fun designs. I do too. I really like glassware. I do too. I also like u- unif- uh, uniformity. Yeah. yeah, where you don't want a lot of obscure. What I like, we've got all these pint glasses that have different designs on them, but are the same shape. That's yeah, what that's I want. Good. That's right, the for sure. But symmetry, that's very appealing. Pint. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. You look pretty good too, pal. Hey. Uh, so we're here today uh, because this is what we often do on Wednesdays mm-hmm. is record our podcast. Uh, but I have a question about a little guy uh, named uh, Galileo. 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 He, he liked the stars and the moons and the suns. All right. Some of that, that's not the actual lyrics to uh, <laughs> that, the Rhapsody, right? But No, no, it's not. It should be. The Galileo part's correct. Yes. Galileo, and you know his last name from the song, Galileo Galilee. Okay. That just It sounds like they're just doing a thing, those queens. It does. Where they go, Galileo <laughs> You referred to them all as the queens? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the documentary. I don't know if that's accurate. Uh-huh. I don't think you had to. Okay. Give me give me the scoop on this old, this old Galilee. I forgot that. See, this is... I think I probably last heard about him in middle school. I learned about him in high school okay we, which well, seems pretty advanced yeah it seems like because this wasn't a they didn't they don't teach you about galileo and science class no they don't they teach history don't they uh-huh because he's not that it like scientifically i guess he is important mm-hmm. but he's not uh i guess they never taught you where stuff came from really in science except for that peapod guy Peapod. They really oh. give you the backstory on uh, uh, M- uh, Mandela. No, Mendel. Mendel. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say very different. In fact, we have a Mandela, Mandela episode. 
Uh, you were you were cracking me up with uh, this whole thing about the Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears. Oh yeah, what were we talking about? People, people's interpretation of the fact that they re- misremember it, how Bernstein was mm-hmm. is that uh, there are two universes, which is the most hilarious leap. <laughs> yeah, it's a big a bad leap. memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very funny if there are people that believe that that is they're like, wait a minute, I remember this differently. And so does my friend. Yeah. There are two universes. Well, and it's like it started, they called it the Mandela effect because a lot of people thought Mandela died. Nelson Mandela died in prison, right? Was that the thought? I was like, oh, you just aren't keeping up with stuff. Well, yeah, it was because people had a memory of him dying. But I, I don't know. You can make up a memory so easily. It's fun to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Imagination? Are you implanting? I mean, you can implant memories. That's. Uh, I think this was this whole thing. There was a lot of like these repressed... Um, there was therapists who would like dig in and be like let's explore that and then someone would be like oh my god i was molested and they found out some of these people weren't but the therapist like was just we're going about this in this way that was like creating these false memories i'm not saying everyone that comes out with like repressed met but no i'm saying that Uh, no of course not but uh yeah i feel like you could convince me i was molested pretty easily and um i'm here to state the record that i was not so if uh if a therapist convinces me of that later replay this audio Uh uh-huh I was convinced I got lost at Disneyland because my parents' imagination when they would put me to bed was the stories they would make up were about me getting lost at Disneyland. What? They made up stories about you? Getting lost at Disneyland. I don't understand how that's supposed to, one, make me fall asleep. Like, that should two, be the main like, point of the story. You can't even make up a character. You're so, you're an adult. And the, the only character you can think of for your story is me. <laughs> like, let's call him Adam. And they're like, fuck, mm-hmm. we used that one. Yeah. Six years ago. It's pretty, uh, uh, pretty lazy storytelling in my, my opinion. Seems like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I used to like that one. Just someone's like, tell a story and you just go from, from the get go. And I guess it's, Sometimes what this podcast is. And let's do it with Galileo Galilee. Okay. Uh, so he starts... He Does he wear tights? That sounds like the name of someone that wears tights. I think I know, he's Italian in like okay. the 1500s. So tights are implied. All right. Um, everyone's dressing a little weird. I mm-hmm. think he's from uh, Pisa. Pisa? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which... I don't know if they still have that tower, right? The leaning, the leaning one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Why is that leaning? Could you tell me? Yeah, I mean, poor structural integrity, or maybe they built on soft ground. Is it going to fall over sometime? Good question. I don't know. I, I was under the impression that it won't. Okay. Because they, like, fixed it from falling? Or no, they, like... I think it's just, it's not strong enough to stay completely upright, but it's not going to snap. I gotcha. Like feels... a fishing rod, you know what I mean? Yeah, it feels like a thing that'd be from, like, a, it feels like a nursery rhyme kind of thing. I think I get the Tower of... The Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> yeah, like Rapunzel should be up there. I get, yeah. I get P- Pisa. <laughs> she, she, they, they're overfeeding Rapunzel. <laughs> the tower's leaning. Uh, Pisa and Babel, I get confused. Babel's not a real tower, right? Uh, that's a myth. That's a that's a religious... Yeah, but the city's real. Yeah, okay. I get, I what get was a, the tower involved in the... In the I think they had deal. a Tower of Babel. Okay. What, that, to, what role did the tower play? I think they went to the top of the tower, and that's where they learned all the new languages? I don't know. Okay. You know, it was like punishment to like fracture language, right? And the, the religious... Yeah, God got mad at all the people. Well, I get that. Yeah. Uh, so far, so good. But then he's he made them all speak different languages, mm-hmm. um, which is... Which he thinks it's a punishment, but... I mean, everyone's walk. All you got to do is go to another country, and people are like, "Ooh, sexy accent," and then, uh, and then they have sex with you and cry the next day. (laughs) Yeah, listen back Uh, to some of Adam's virginity stories. I don't think the uh, some of them. (laughs) Listen to all of them. I don't think. uh, I don't think the story of Babel concerns how accents got developed. I don't think that's part of it. It's more... No, you're right. But <laughs> languages... Well, I mean, if you're yeah, speaking you're right. in a different language, you'll like, learn a new one, you have an accent. I like the idea that God banished everyone to have accents. He's mm-hmm. like, this is, this is my big punishment. This is kind of fun. Uh, someone at a show recently uh, referred to the host, tried to nail his name, and uh, they just said it in like a weird accent. <laughs> like they just did an impression of <laughs> like... They said, Stay bon tuma. 
All right. Well, that's enough we're, of that. We're getting lost Let's in get here. Let's get right. leapfrog here in the tights. So Galileo, he he goes he's uh goes to school, becomes a doctor. He's a he's oh, a physician. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. And but then he goes to a party or something one time and <laughs> okay. he sees these uh these two pendulums swinging. Mhm. And he realized or no, no, it was a chandelier. Oh, there we go. That and makes He realized that What sh- year are we in? You said the 1500s? Something like that, yeah, okay, yeah. They had Six, sh- 1600, let's call it 1600. They had chandeliers? Yeah, they, yeah. Glass is cheap, I'm telling you. Just decorative, though? There weren't... I mean, they also cast light. Okay. That was... Because people used to have, like, candlelight, so the, the height of luxury, you take all your candles, you, you hang them up real high, oh, and you yeah, light them all in one place. There? Actually, the chandelier probably... I'm going to guess that, like, all that light makes the candles cast more light like that's what yeah, the point of the chandelier like a, right um i'm so gonna guess that too you get the most out of your can just because that's accurate is it I, it's not, yeah it sounds right oh okay i thought you were like everyone knows that's how chandeliers work oh i just pieced it together yeah well you're... so he's looking at the chandelier he's like mm-hmm. look at that i got eight candles it's making all the light of 20 candles and he real somebody shoves the chandelier or something chandelier swinging he realizes that the chandelier takes just as much time to go from to make one full motion mm-hmm. as when it's going really fast and making a big motion and when it's going slow and making a small motion you know okay. what i'm saying so yeah. if that chandelier's going you know doing a full 180 it's it's taking a full second but when it slows down it's still taking the full second okay so this guy's at a party just staring at this thing counting it essentially until it stops swinging to be like the number never changed also, he, like he's counting fractions of a second. Yeah, well, I think what he does, he sees must that have been a long chandelier, and he throws a note in his in his cell phone, and he's like, "Why don't I go check on that later?" Okay, um, he's like, "That's a that's an interesting observation." Mm-hmm. And so he gets home that night from the party. He's got a few wines in him, and uh, and he you know takes some string and hangs a marble from it or something, and he starts shoving those around, keeping time. All right, and then he realizes. Oh, yeah, this is like a rule. He like figures this out. And then I think, so he invented like, that was like the one of the best ways we had to keep time. Okay. I think, and what I is, could be wrong about that, but I don't think we had. grandfather clock do anything? Yeah, I think that's it's, the time. What keeps moving it? Do you wind it? It's not just going to keep swinging forever. This isn't a. You do, you wind it. Okay. You ever have a, a grandfather clock? No. We have uh, grandmother clocks in our house. Uh, what are those? Cuckoo, cuckoo. No, the, well, the grandmother the hens. The grandfather clock is a box. Yeah. It's just a, like, it, right. it's actually very boring. The grandmother clock is curvy, like a mother. Oh. Um, like a <laughs> sexy grandma. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess that's the way they keep, they must figure out the length of the pendulum. So that mm-hmm. it takes one second to swing. And that's, it. so that you wind it up hand. and it takes these big swings yeah. and then they get slower, but they still keep to one second and then eventually it just stops yeah and then you got to go in and you wind, wind it. it again um hopefully so you're you winding it beforehand yeah otherwise your clock's all off uh-huh but yeah our house we just have like two grandmother clocks that haven't been wound in ages which mm. that sounds like a scary thing like a, what would happen in a haunted house but that's uh that's fun that's a fun way as a grandmother to say you haven't gotten laid in a while <laughs> like, this grandmother clock hasn't been wound in ages oh i like that uh so, uh, yeah, he, I think he, he doesn't invent the clock, but he's like, this is good for time. And mm-hmm. then he gives that to people who understand time or something and they take it from there. Okay. Um, did you know there's like a museum? I think in Europe. Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> in Europe, there's like a museum where we have all the things that like weigh amounts. Wait, so what? You can go to a museum and they're like, this is the pound. And they have like a, like a weight and they're like, this is one pound. And so, if we ever need to check as a society, like, oh, we're are our, we're doing pounds wrong? Are we doing pound? We go and we give it a look and we see if the pound is correct. Strange. They've got it for all sorts of. I don't know what the other measurements are, but like, I think an ounce and all sorts of things. They've got like up through what? I don't. I guess it's not a museum. I guess it's a, more of a hall. But mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if they do that with seconds too. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, is there one clock that uh, just keeps being wound? Uh, There's got to be like a master clock. We do have like an atomic clock. Like, yeah. How does that? How does that work? I don't know. Is it a physical clock? 
No, but it does communicate via satellite. We used to have a right. clock in our house. We got a lot of clocks. Mm-hmm. Bathroom clock, it would uh, get reset every night at midnight. The atomic clock would shoot a signal to it, and it would oh. you could see it wind. But then I kept being like, why is our clock four minutes behind every day? I think this is a shitty clock. Yeah, right. It just resets it itself. Be. Huh. Okay, because... So do the clocks... How do you live with a bunch of clocks? The ticking, wouldn't that drive you mad? Oh, we don't have that many clocks. But we... I mean, we've got one per room. That would drive me mad. That would drive you mad? Mm-hmm. I used to have a classic alarm clock with the, the you know, the hammer bell, and it would tick, tick, tick. Oh, God. And I, uh, I got rid Wake of that. Wake up just, scared every day? A little bit, but I got rid of it because the, the ticking is more what bothered me. Uh-huh. Well, some of these uh, bedside alarm clocks, I've noticed, are just like bright light flashed in your face. It's like, this is stupid. Oh, yeah. My yeah. dad got me one. It lit up the whole room. I had to unplug it. It was a no. whole production. Yeah, well, the alarm clock, not a, not a real issue that Galileo faced. How do they get up on time? Good question. Probably cocks. And by that, I mean roosters. Uh, yeah, I don't know what his, what his system, but uh, he, he decided, he's like, I'm going to stop getting up to be a doctor. Okay. He goes, I want to I wanna be a... I want to tinker. I want to be a mathematician. Okay. Um, which his dad, his dad didn't want him to be a mathematician because they what got paid weird. way less than doctors, which makes sense, but... Also, I mean, it makes sense that we pay mathematicians less than doctors. Uh, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I mean, then again, without the mathematicians, like none of this shit would be here in this room right now. It's it's because you got to count it. What do you mean? No, I mean, the engineering piece oh, requires yeah. a lot of math, but then there, there's multiple people involved in that process. Yeah. Back then, he was essentially an engineer, too. I think if you were a mathematician, it was like anything with numbers yeah. was, was you. Um they weren't just crunching data. They probably didn't have a lot of data back then. We've got more data nowadays. We, oh, of course we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's like, I want to quit. I want to go into geometry. His Welcome dad's to like, the club, pal. Fine. It's so fun that that's him rebelling. Right. It's not like, oh, I want to dance. He's like, I want to do math. And he's like, no son of mine was just going to do math. Yeah. Um, lame, lame dad. He also, his brother was Michelangelo. Um, different Michelangelo. I guess it was just a name. He was like, he was a composer or Mm -hmm. something. And he raised him uh, once his dad died. But I don't think... Okay, so significantly older. I guess. Full brother? Or just, he must have been really young if his dad's still telling him not to quit his job and stuff. Yeah. Um, He must have come up with his pendulum pretty early. Why would... Wait, so if his dad was like, hey, don't quit your job, why would his brother need to raise him when his dad died? Wasn't he pretty raised? Uh, his brother didn't raise... He raised his brother. Uh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be weird if he was like... <laughs> he quit his job as a doctor and then went under the care of his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he starts He starts measuring things. He's drawing those those cube squares. He's having uh-huh. a grand... Cube t- squares? You know, with the... You draw a box and you draw a box behind it. And okay. All right. I'm going to give him a little more credit than that. <laughs> uh, he's probably doing... He invents like a bad thermometer. Oh. That's his next big move. <laughs> the name of my high school band. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, yeah. So, I guess he, he invented quite a few things. He's okay. one of these. We used to have one guy per century, and they invented all the things that century. Uh-huh. That was kind of the system. So, a bad thermometer, mm-hmm. clock. And then he invents... He really invented the clock, or just he improved the clock? I think... I don't think he invented the clock. I don't think we had clocks. That might be wrong. Uh, I don't picture sundials making it that long. Well, when's, what's the oldest clock you can picture? Big Ben, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> answer that for you, but... I, I don't know. I mean, I picture a sundial. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, do you think... If, if you're watching a movie that's set in the year 800 and a big clock is there, does that feel out of place or does yes. that feel correct? It feels, feels out of place. That feels too 800? Early. Yeah. Okay. So this, this adds up then. We didn't come up with the clocks... Until like 300 years ago? That, does that sound right? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. I'm a, a goddamn doctor. <laughs> and I'll have you address me as such. What did he have to do with space? I thought that was a bit his big... So then, All he, right. he starts looking at the stars. He invented stars. And I think... I'm not Janis sure. Janis Joplin, Marilyn Monroe, and other stars. <laughs> they came later. Oh. They, uh they were no celebrities until we figured out how the universe worked. Okay. So we didn't have anything to call them. Uh-huh. Um, but he, I think he must have, he was looking at the planets. And I think he how was. How did he do that? So there was telescopes. 
Yeah, I think we have. I think we've had telescopes a lot longer than clocks. I think those are pretty easy. Interesting. I'm t- glass is cheap. You take the glass, you curve it. Mm-hmm. Boom! You're looking really far. I mean, I I saw the bug do it in an ant, ant's life or a bug's life. What did he do? The ant in a bug's life. He found a raindrop, wrapped it in a little leaf. And what? they're like, you're a nerd. And he's like, no, this is cool. Oh, he made his own telescope. Uh-huh. And then they made the viewers think it was cool when really he was just a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Empowering message for nerds, but inaccurate. <laughs> really, really confused the people. Um, is this a thing? I want to, if you look at the bottom of a pint glass mm-hmm. and you had writing that was like really tiny on a coaster, could you read it then? Or is it, how much does it? Oh, uh, I feel like that would get. I feel like it'd be too close. Yeah. Like if you were trying to study a hole or something or something, you wouldn't take a telescope. I just thought you could have fun coasters if 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 the beer I see. Yeah, amplified it enough. There's probably a way that can be done because I'm just thinking of a because you got your you got your like uh, what's the what's the handheld version of a telescope. I know telescopes can be handheld. A kaleidoscope? No, no, I'm <laughs> talking the the one that the detectives have. Uh, detectives. Yeah, the big the circles. A with magnifying the, glass. A magnifying yeah, glass. That's it. Um, those are the same thing. Just one's got a tube and one's on a stick, right? Uh, oh God, boy, uh, kinda. I don't know. I think binoculars are closer to telescopes. Yeah, that seems right. Mm-hmm. I like when the pirates have the handheld telescopes. Oh yeah, those, are, a, those are fun. Those are the most fun. But the, uh, I think what you're describing with the pint glass thing, I think you got to look into the magnifying glass technology, but I think it would work. Yeah. So the glass might have to be special. A normal one doesn't reflect enough. It'd have to be the curvature. Then I got, yeah. All right. But I don't know. We could dream test it dead. Afterwards. A dream died today. Uh, we can, we should be doing more science on our own. I do. I'll experiment all day with you. I don't, I don't got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked science class, but if they were legitimately like, if they just gave us like, uh, I don't know, two liters. If they left me in a room with like two liters and the Mentos, I think I would come up with like experiments and questions. But instead, they were like, they would start with the math version of it. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, we're going to show you. And I, I didn't care anymore. Yeah. Are, so are you implying that if they go run some experiments and all they said on the table was a bottle of Coke and the Mentos, <laughs> you would have, your genius would have put I, one in the other? I'm using that as an example. But all I right. mean like, Rather than the way I was taught science, I'd like to know what would happen if they just put me in a room full of chemicals and beakers. And then you ask and, questions later. And they were like, yeah, I was like, I burned a hole in the counter. Shoot now, ask questions later. What's that? Science cop. I think, I think it's like, science cop. I think it's bad cop advice in movies. <laughs> Shoot now, ask questions later. <laughs> Is there a movie where they say that? Dick Wafer here. <laughs> it's a, well, inside, yeah, detective show. Um, would I, uh, you ever make a works bomb? What does that mean? So you would take a two liter, crumple up tin foil, put Drano in there, and cap that two liter, and it would slowly like bubble and fizz and expand so much that the two liter exploded. Whew. Uh-huh. That, was a, that, was a, that was a hefty one. Did it, was it dangerous? I don't know. I didn't hug it while it happened. We ran, we got away from it. Hmm. Time we did it, a big pop, and immediately we heard sirens. And in our high school brains, of course, they were for us. <laughs> they were in that, in that, uh, just waiting. Uh, as soon as it exploded, they're like, "All right, flip yeah. on the sirens." And so the responsible sixteen-year-olds we are, um, you know, we got in our car and, and gunned it like eighty miles an hour through residential streets to a friend's house. So, all right. So I think he he. Uh, discovers he he gets on the whole solar system thing because he probably because he sees these planets uh-huh. at this point people thought the sun r- went around the earth still yeah i don't remember what that was called i think that's like earthocentric or something oh um i think you're super af afrocentric that's the only other centric i've heard what is afrocentric i think related to african like american culture or something yeah just where they're or african they're culture maybe that makes more sense all right um, <laughs> I don't know why the American was just in my mind tucked in there. Mm-hmm. So Copernicus years ago uh-huh. had come up with it. He was like, hey, the uh, earth goes around the sun. And then they they didn't know why. Like, why do you think that? And he was like, couldn't tell you. It's just oh, a, really? Okay. He never. He so, probably. I think he had some 
a little bit of backup to it. So he never he never really uh, convinced anybody. He didn't substantiate. Were they it mad him. at him at that point, or was he so far fetched? He had no compelling arguments, so they weren't even going to try him as a heretic. Yeah, well, I think we so we had Aristotle, uh huh, and that's back in like Greece. I, th- I thought he was just thought thought. He, he did he fuck with space, Aristotle? I thought he was just philosophy. Oh, he was a bit of everything. Uh, Man, these people really dabbled. Yeah, well, especially because he's you know. He is a a philosopher, so they're just like, think about stuff. But he Mm -hmm. wasn't good at science, so they would just go, Aristotle, you know all the things. You know know, why we're supposed to be here and what we're supposed to do with our lives. What's the deal with the sun? And then he's like, obviously, the sun goes around us. That's why we see it at the start of the day, and then it leaves on the other side. People are like, that makes sense. He was just good at like that kind of logic. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but he had no scientific basis. He had no... Because there used to be no scientific method. See, right. Then Copernicus. What do you know the scientific method is? I was taught fiac. I don't think they use it anymore. Well, okay. So I do know Galileo came up with essentially the scientific method. Okay. I do, what is fiac? Problem, hypothesis, experiment, Pro- observation, <laughs> conclusion. Oh, so it's a PH at the start. Yeah. I see. I don't, I don't want an acronym that uh, has a sound. I want to, I thought it was an F. Oh, so problem, hypothesis, observation. What was the next one? No, problem, hypothesis, um, experimentation, Ah, observation, conclusion. So, yeah, I think he came up with the whole, I mean, well, I I think he came up with that method. But the big thing is like there used to just, it used to just be observation and conclusion. That was pretty much the whole thing. So (laughs) Yeah, that's how the world worked. Yeah, which is how I go through life. You just go, oh, why does that wall that way? And then you're like, I bet. You know, mm-hmm. people like the color white in this room. That's whatever it is. Terrible example. Killer example. <laughs> <laughs> Edited a better example there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, people used to see stuff and then they would ask the smart guy and the smart guy would explain it. Sometimes he was right. Copernicus goes, I think it's the other way. But he didn't have the whole experimentation thing. Yeah. So then... He's just a contrarian. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he probably had some reasons, mm-hmm. but he didn't know how to... Right. Prove them. Galileo says, he he goes, oh, well, that, if that one's Jupiter, why do we only see Jupiter? Like, And he starts putting together the model of stuff. Uh, I don't know if he saw the planets first, but that is how I would, because if I just kept seeing the sun, I would never really ask any questions. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. If you told me the sun's going around us, yeah. and every day you see the sun and it leaves, nothing would ever seem fishy to me. For sure. But if all of a sudden a planet came in there, mm-hmm. then that's when you start asking some questions, right? Yeah. Granted, you could still presume that the whole that we were the center of the solar system. You could, but then you'd be like, why is the planet going the, like, why is it whipped through at a different oh, rate? You know what I mean? Okay. And other direction, maybe? Do Sometimes they go other direction. That would make sense. Yeah. And so you're like, well, that doesn't, that, that confuses the whole thing. Okay. Uh, is everything going the same direction or no? Mm, I don't, well, I don't not think the we moon. would have to be. I think we're all going the same direction. Really? Yeah, but okay, I don't think we'd have to be. We're though. all going the same direction at different speeds. That's, of course, of course. So we'll we'll get lapped every mm-hmm. once in a while. Uh, but nothing's going the other way. That wouldn't make any sense. Well, it would not make sense. No? Could you, things you be going get, the other way? I think you can get caught in a gravitational thing and just whatever... If you enter in one direction and it catches you, it starts whipping you around. Hmm. Granted, what? the toilet. Now, the sun. I don't know. Does the sun go the same way around us as we go around? Or the, does the moon go the same way around us as we go around the sun? Well, I don't know. I literally, this is how bad I am at, at the sun and the earth. Every time. I don't think anyone ever told me. Yeah, I don't think that came up. But it when wasn't people, like a sticking point. Because the sun rises in the east yep. and sets in the west. And the way that I always remember that is I'm like, oh, like the Tonight Show comes on west coast <laughs> later, which means the what sun is over there. fascinating way to view the world. That's literally, I will I will look at TV programming to remind myself which this side. This is some California logic. Um, yeah. Some so, real industry. Uh, so I'm like, they're watching Jimmy Fallon now. Mm-hmm. That means sets in the West. Okay. And then eventually I just, and now, now I try to remember Sweest. Wait, so Jimmy Fallon was your example? <laughs> How old were you when you still use this? 
<laughs> I use this now. <laughs> okay. I used this one week ago. Fascinating. Um, that's one of those things I'm always 75% sure of, but then I have to do the time zone thing to, okay. to ensure myself. Um, yeah. All right. All right. It, I guess that judged? one's embarrassing. I'm not judging you. Well, the listeners are. So he he comes up. This is when he, you know, figures he maps it all out. I think mm-hmm. he takes it much farther than Copernicus did, and he goes, "Well, here's why." He also he understood gravity because mm-hmm. of the whole pendulum thing. I think he's thinking about gravity all the time. Um, Who isn't? Yeah, I, people used to not. Everybody's we used to, all these scientists have like a fun story about how they came up with yeah. Like we got Newton with the apple on the head. We got the guy who gets in the bathtub. Then we got this guy with the chandelier. What was the bathtub one? That was uh, I think there's a I don't know some fat guy and he got in a bathtub and the bathtub overflowed. overflowed okay, which like I think yeah, everyone I mean, knew that he was just a scientist who it happened to. Yeah, he just wanted to label it and then he wrote it down. People were like mad at him because he flooded the bathroom and he's like. No, no, guys. This is new science. Yeah. I mean, this is like how the, I feel like Germans have all these words for uh, moods that we don't describe in English, like schadenfreude. Although, uh, I guess we... What is schadenfreude? We would just articulate that with more words. I think it's uh, like taking joy in someone else's pain. Ah. But that's a, that's we just a, say the that. most basic example. But I saw a list and there's a, there's a bunch of weird ones where it's like uh, the feeling you get when the moon glances off your left eye there's some specific ones yeah that one's um, pretty broad <laughs> well it seems like the germans are just pretty uh they're pretty focused on like they must just have more emotions that are a little cynical so they that focus on be, those. yeah they seem pretty you know that's like the uh, the eskimos they got 28 words for snow but i think that's just wrong yeah also, it might not be right also it's i think that's pretty inaccurate and they're all like one of them's like well this is like icy snow and this is fluffy snow and it's like, yeah, we have those. Yeah, yeah. we say, we just have adjective. We just do it differently. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's all that interesting. But uh, so, yeah, Galileo, what's Mapping he... it out. Did he make one of those little uh, things that I made in school with the wire and the styrofoam balls? Uh, I would love that. Maybe. I mean, that would be... If I was doing that, I, I like visualizations, a, a nice diorama. Oh, I love a, love a diorama. So that would get me excited about this. I'm a big map guy. I made a diarrhea diorama in school. Teacher, not not a fan. Did you? <laughs> I won't say. All right. Uh, oh, also, at one point, he he had a theory about the tides, and he's like, "Oh, because I think he, we used to think that the tides move." We, we were like, "Well, the Earth." Actually, this this I think was his theory. He got the tides wrong. He screwed that one up. He was like, "The Earth is actually rotating," which was new information, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, "The Earth is rotating," so that's just. Sh- Splish splashing the oceans oh, back and that's forth. Funny. And then people were like, Well, why if it's splish splashing the oceans? Is this glass of water fine. Um well, yeah, that's a good point too. I think they were like, Why is there only one high tide every day? Or why are there two high tides every day? Did you know there's two high tides? Early and late? Is it what do you mean? I guess I don't know when. I know the late high tide. Yeah. Like at sunset, right? There might be a noon one too. Oh, something. I want to tell you a story here, buddy. Yeah, let's hear this tide story. I we almost got stranded on a cliff face in Australia once. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like exploring around some some nuts some uh, some local nuts were would always like look at Google Earth to just find weird spots oh, nearby, and they'd go explore. Uh, and so we joined, uh, and we were climbing this like cliff face, and. At one point, you know, we kind of like got down to water level and started climbing back up. And then the tide came in. It's like, you fucking live in Australia. You should have been on top of this. But uh, so we're sitting there just clutching this this fucking, you know, 40 foot fall. Uh, and, you know, people are freaking out. And eventually we have to like scale this thing and climb up this really steep thing of grass. And you're like grabbing on to like long grass and it's coming out. Uh-huh. And you're, you know, it was a... It was in my top, probably four near-death experiences. Interesting. Name name number one. What was... Okay. Um, let's see. I know there was one where I was on a, on a bike going down this hill and by my house, and, like, I couldn't stop, and it, like, ramped me over the road. If there was a car coming, and I almost hit the street pole on the other side, and I landed just in time to swerve out of the way. 
That one could have done me in. At what point in the in the tide situation? Because I feel like there's every time something like that's happening, I'm always like, oh, this is a little fun mm-hmm. for like a little. There's like a stretch where you're oh, like, oh yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. There was a, a woman from uh, Brooklyn who was not having it. Uh, not a big nature person, and so they don't like tides. I, I was trying to calm that down because that was not making anyone anyone uh, feel feel at ease. Yeah, there's always that moment when it starts to flip from like this is this will be fun as like a story. To like, oh, what if we're in yeah. trouble? What if this like is a... I'm what like, if oh, the I haven't... news tells the story and we don't get to? Right. Because just until something bad happens, you're always like, well, bad thing. Like, yeah. things always just work out. For sure. And then you have that moment where you're like, what if this is the bad thing? What if this is the the one? I haven't had that one yet. Have but, you uh, had some moments? Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. I don't know. I lost my phone inside of a weight machine today. That was upsetting. <laughs> I spent 10 minutes at the gym trying to find that thing. Turns out it sh- fell down the the chest press. I had so to dig it out with a magazine. With pens, right? Oh, the magazines went well, there? I started with the pens, but I moved on to the magazine because that one had some flex to it. Like, okay. But I look like a lunatic. Yeah. Everyone on the, I was laying on the gym floor for 10 minutes. They just think you worked there at that point? <laughs> I don't know. My machine's a little sticky if you want to. But, uh, boy, that was a baffling, baffling mm-hmm. experience. So, Galileo. He blows the tides, but he writes a book saying Earth is not the center of the universe. The sun is the center of the universe. Seems like a short book. Uh, well, he's got to support it. Mm-hmm. That's his whole... He also probably like... Got some figures. This is where the scientific theory... I think you go back, you read this book, and you're like, oh, this guy's just doing what we now... He didn't say this is how you should do the scientific theory. Yeah. They're just like, oh, he used evidence. Let's yeah. start doing that. Let's, let's approach it this way. So people read this. The church reads it, and they're like, no way, Jose. Uh, Why is the church involved in the planet? Like, because the church is the government, and yeah, but what? Ch- where is he again? He's in. Uh, well, what did the church wasn't like? No, no, we have the god of the sun, right? This wasn't like the Greek. They weren't like worshiping Greek mythology. This no, didn't shatter the religious. Well, that is the weird thing. So we're in Italy. So it's Roman Catholicism. It's the no. We're in the Bible. Am I like? Are they like? Oh, the the earth. Uh, the sun goes around the earth, and that's why God is king, God is great. Well, that is the thing. They had a really easy out. So what they said was, I guess there's a part in the Bible where they say, like, the earth is here, and it cannot be moved. Like, literally, it's just... And instead of the church just pivoting and being like, oh, that's an obvious metaphor. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about how the earth is here, and will always be here, and it's a foundation or whatever. They were like, no, 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 read this. The earth never moves. The earth sits still. So if you have any science that says the earth moves, then then we're in trouble. Boy, okay. So they put them on. They're like, well, this is a problem. It's so fascinating that in a time where there's not like Twitter, like you don't have to respond in minutes to someone challenging you. It's like come up with a you better. You had so much time to think and just be like, hey, this doesn't directly challenge right. this if we just... Yeah. Ugh, he, awful PR in the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. They... Uh, they're nailing it lately, though. Yeah. Um, so they... Uh, I'm joking because of, of the children. Oh, yeah. I thought you were referring to the children as, an, as it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they come, they're they mad at him. And I think he's just like, oh, I mean, this book, it's just like fan fiction. I'm just kind of... Because he, he does back off it. Okay. He's like... Smart man. He's like, I didn't really mean it. He's like, this is just a theory. And they're like, but you wrote here that this is the, the way it is. Yeah. And then, like, you're all. <laughs> I love if the last sentence is, and so that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, that's where Bruce Hornsby got that lyric. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they, they put him on trial and they. Who ma- tries him? The, the, the church government? There's. Yeah, I guess the church, because the church is the government and the courts. Do you get hanged back you, then? What happens with you? Just Are you just in a cell for. Well, whatever? what ends up. He just goes under house arrest. Okay. Which for a guy who likes making dioramas and looking at the stars perfect big yeah. fucking deal especially so, so someone brings you your gro- what happens when you're on house arrest and the, you don't have a phone who brings your groceries they probably just have a, a person who goes out i don't think they Do can. You have a young little 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 apprentice that you corrupt with your ideas about the the, the moon everyone used to have a young little apprentice yeah mm-hmm. also he's probably not so hot with the ladies because of uh he's, he's one of these nerds but now he's got that bad boy label. He's under house arrest. Yeah. All of a sudden, and it's like these people that go to prison and then all of a sudden they get letters. People wanting to marry him. That yeah. blows my mind. That's the way. I think they're, they've got different motives. 
Well, what is their motive? I don't know. Well, maybe they're not in it for the money. They could be in it for the fame? The trailer sex? I think Here's, it's the trailers. I really think trailer? it's just like a like a like I want to be with the a, the most dangerous person, and also where's a safer place to be with a dangerous person than where yeah. they're heavily guarded? That's a good point. All right, here's my theory. You know how all women want to be married, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So what? But that women women come to realize they're like, well, that. It's not always that great being being with a fella. You got to be in a relationship. You're like this. This seems like a whole thing. Then you find a man. Pointed. You find a man in prison. Yeah, and you go. All right. Well, I'll be married to him technically. He'll put her, and then I don't have to. People stop asking me questions. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving becomes less awkward. I just say I'm married. I married a guy in prison, and I just get to keep doing my own thing. Right, Maybe that's their motive. No, no family get-togethers, no... They're not going to... Yeah, the family's not going to ask, why did you marry the guy in prison? They're just going to be like, great, we're happy for you. You get to get the same gift every year for his birthday. You just bring him a cake with a key, and then they confiscate <laughs> the key, and you're like, oh, all right, I'll try. Oh. <laughs> or like a, you know, a pick of some sort, a shiv. The key to the... Where are you getting the key to the prison anyway? You're right. I regret the key <laughs> thing, but like a pick or a, well, that's a spoon. It's a, a fun symbol. You bake a cell it. phone. You're like, I baked your cake with a key to my apartment in it. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's it. <laughs> it's two different ideas this that you make part stuff of here. Phase two. Uh-huh. You still got to work on phase one. Um, so he goes on trial with uh, Pope Urban. Pope uh, what? Pope Urban, mm. our only black pope. Okay. Um, and they, uh, he's he's got letters. This is how I learned Do it. Do they get defense attorneys back then? Does he have representation? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Well, we've already addressed addressed in the Amanda Knox one that the Italian court system's terrible. And that was modern day Italian court system. Mm-hmm. This is old Pope run Italian court system. Yeah. Um, and so I guess he's got letters to his daughter that were like, Hey, I wrote he this had a book. daughter? He had a, he's got three daughters. Un- unmarried, have three daughters out of three, wedlock. Same same uh same gal. same woman. Okay. And then he like made her become a nun or something. Or he made no no, he made all of his daughters become nuns because why? Because they were born out of wedlock, they were unmarriable. Oh boy. Were, if you yeah. I don't this know. This guy if, had a weird mix of progressive and old school ideas, which I'm realizing at the time maybe it was pretty standard. Yeah. But it's weird to be like I think the cosmos are different than we thought. But uh, I think we nailed it with just <laughs> gender relations. Yeah. There's nothing to rethink in the social structure of, of the world, just the physical. So, so I, when I was in... Yeah, I'm throwing shade, Galley. When I was a freshman in high school, we did the, uh, we did the, the trial of Galileo. Um, and I was on the prosecution. Nice. And we were, you know, just going hard. Did after. you wear a Pope hat? Were you Pope? No, we were, we treated it as if okay, they used good, our court system. You systems. said he was the only black Pope. I'm like, <laughs> if you believe that and you were the Pope, I'm curious how, how in character you got for this. Well, so this, this reminds me, in my sophomore year of high school, we did the Dred Scott trial. Okay. And we re, we enacted that, um, which Dred Scott, he was a slave and he ran away to like a Northern state. Mm-hmm. And then they found him and they were like, you got to go home. You're this guy's property, and he's like, "No, because I'm in Connecticut or whatever, right? Where I'm not property." And then they had a trial where they're like, "Is this guy property or not?" Between the states, is this like a Supreme Court thing? Yeah, it's a Supreme Court trial. Gotcha. Um, and that one, the get the guy who we got to play Dred Scott was, or, you know, they assigned the class different roles, mm-hmm. and he was the only black kid in class. Oh, interesting. And he was also like, he was also. Like he was, he was in the slow class, and so it was re- like it was a really weird decision that they Physically made. Physically slow? No. Okay. I think he was pretty fast. Um, Wait, you combine classes with like what do you mean? Well, he was on that edge, you know. Okay, I know the edge. Um, and so he was a he was a. That's what that song "Living on the Edges." It was, it was a baffling decision by the teacher, of course. Um, but also, I think you just put whoever randomly assign it and be like. Well, yeah, like yeah, but you're if, playing characters. Don't get if you get, get that up. one in twenty two. I feel like you should reconsider. It, Even then, you think it was not good. No, it, I think it made like everyone you draw out of a hat. Oh, and if in front he of the draw class. a hat, you'd be like, "Well, that was uh, serendipitous." Yeah, um, is that right? <laughs> but, so we were crushing 
uh, Galileo. Okay. And uh, we we got the daughter on the stand, mm-hmm. and we we're like, "Did Galileo tell you these things?" And oh. she was like, "Absolutely." And we're like, "Well, that's the trial. We did it." And then we lost because the court, you know, it was like that's not how it went down. Well, the, no, we we successfully argued our point and like yeah. got her to incriminate her father, and we're like, "That's the ball game." But because the jury was just a classroom of people who were like, well, this guy shouldn't get killed. He figured out how the earth works. We didn't. Oh, boy. They voted in favor of him. So no one in this class could f- could put themselves in the place of someone either with the motive to protect their father or the understanding of someone in that time. Like, Right. Well, because people are. They're just picking the side that they think should win, but I'm like... Right, from the perspective of students hundreds of years later. Right. Oh, brutal. Same with the Dred Scott thing, where I'm like, like, if you argue correctly that Dred Scott should be property, I get that it's very difficult to be like... Yeah, why I, did you guys side. do that one? I don't know. It was a Supreme Court case. Yeah, it feels weird in That's retrospect. a weird one. It's a weird... I, what class was this for? Social studies. Okay. Um, it was a weird, weird deal. I could have seen like a, a Roe v. Wade thing, but uh, that's, pro- just uh, a slavery thing seems a little... You think that's more loaded? Yes, I absolutely do. Because the jury is still out on that? Yeah, and also that's from like people... Nobody wants to overturn the Dred Scott trial. That's not an opinion in the US. But yet they're making you make arguments to do it? I think just... Yeah, I don't know if they were setting us up to lose or like, win. There's all, I remember in class, we were kind of shown point and counterpoint to modern issues such as abortion. So at least in that, you can be like, I know you don't believe in like this side, but that you should listen to their points because it's important to take in both sides. Yeah. It's weird to be like, hey, come up with some good points. This guy should be property. Yeah, I get that. Um, you, you make some compelling points here. I just think if people go home and they're like, Hey, what are you doing in class? And they're like, oh, I'm defending Roe v. Wade, or I'm defending Roe, or whichever one. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was who, um, or why they had such a contentious relationship. But you, if a parent heard that, and they were on the wrong side of it, they'd be like, this is insane. You're making my daughter argue for abortion or against abortion. I mean, also, parents are going to do that with anything. I mean... Not with the Dred Scott trial. I don't know. I think the Dred Scott trial is pretty... Yeah, but you don't think some parent would be like, uh, I'm kind of mad that you're making my child argue that this guy should be property? Yeah. I think it's I removed know. enough. My teacher... Uh, or Maybe you probably my, couldn't get away with it in certain states, honestly. My, my cousin taught in, taught in Janesville, and she was teaching kindergartner. She like, had a class where she taught them all day, so she'd teach different subjects. She yeah. taught them Spanish, and some parents came in uh, mad that she was teaching them Spanish. En fuego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like sarcastically addressing the angry oh, kind of backwards parent that comes in and be like, oh, fuego. Oh, uh, that's insane to Isn't it? interpret other languages as any sort of political issue. That's well, but hey, we're living in the country, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that meant. So they, they convict him. They say, you believe the book that you wrote. And he's like, yeah, I guess it's hard to get out of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, I he mean, just gets to, yeah. he like lived in his house and wrote another book. So I think this is ultimately. Okay. What's the other book? Uh, I don't, he was like the theory of two, the two world theories or something like that. This isn't the multiverse theory, right? He's like, okay. You know how. And then he the Matrix. <laughs> well, he's like, you know how some people call it Berenstein Bears and some <laughs> call it Bernstein? <laughs> um. No, he just kept writing about it. I So I don't really know what the punishment... I mean, like, he didn't get to leave the house. That's upsetting. But yeah. he got to keep doing science, which is what he was into. And he probably still had a salary. Probably just the church goes like, by the way, you're not part of the church anymore. And so he's going to hell, which I don't know if he believed in hell or what his deal was. Yeah, it's interesting to be, to be someone on the forefront of science and uh, and technology, but still believe hell. But back then, I bet... If a hundred percent of people, I bet there are plenty of people that did. There are probably some that do now. Yeah, um, the Vatican. It's a weird place. I was in the the Vatican. Oh yeah. Uh, you know how much Egyptian shit they got in there? No. You go through rooms and rooms of like um, Egyptian tombs and mummies and stuff. I would have never known. And you're like, what are we doing here? And it's just it's just stuff that the Catholic Church acquired over the years. So they're like, oh yeah, I'm like the 1920s. We got all this shit from Egypt, so it's in the Vatican, so you come look at this. 
So you go there and you're like, oh, I'm going to see, you know, the nails that were in Jesus' hand or whatever. Yes. And you're seeing all this. They're just like, oh, yeah, we bought all sorts of stuff. We're just <laughs> wheeling and dealing. So the Catholic Church is just like some old shut-in lady who has a bunch of trinkets and knickknacks. Yeah, and it's not that different from like the House on the Rock. Tchotchkes. You, you go. It's just bizarre collections. I still haven't been. Uh, the House on the Rock? I haven't no. either. Let's go to the House on you the Rock. You want to go to the House on the Rock? I'd I'll love do that to. with you. All right. We got, a, got plans. All right. Uh, any, any other? Uh, did I not answer any? Was there, did he have? Did he pass the torch, so to speak? Did he have any, the little Aaron boy, did he be like, give him a, give him a wink and a smile and a little little notebook with kind of where he left off? No, I think, well, he wrote these next, but so he, his, you know, work lives on. It's not mm-hmm. as if he did this all in in solitude. So he, he hands this off to the next scientist okay. generally. Well, would you <laughs> say that he was like the the natural progression from Copernicus regarding like the solar system and, and stuff? He was the first big breakthrough since Copernicus. Okay. But I think Copernicus was years and years before him. Right. So I'm just wondering if there was a clear next guy in that area. Um. I, well, I feel like he got so close to nailing it mm-hmm. that we don't even give the next guy any credit. Okay. Nobody came in and like capped it off and got Fair. full. So but, you know, that's one of the crazy things to me is like all the other astro- – he comes up with this theory – and there's all these astronomers who are like, you're an idiot. Yeah. It's crazy that there were people employed as astronomers just getting it <laughs> wrong. We just uh-huh. had years and years where people's job was to study the sky and they just blew it. Yeah. This guy comes along, gets it right, and everyone's mad. At I hear you. I just find it interesting to be like philosophers. You think of like, there's like a succession between like Plato, Plato and uh, Aristotle. Socrates, Socrates Sorry. first, maybe. I think Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, those three. I think. Yeah, Plato literally just wrote down all of Socrates' stuff. Okay, and then Aristotle. He came up with some stuff, right? Yeah, I think he he had like an allegory wrote, of the cave. And, he wrote it down well. Yeah, he did um, a good job of being like this is what he was trying. But to But there's like a succession, and then everyone after that's just like other philosophers, mm-hmm. and then you know astronomy is maybe like Copernicus, Galileo, uh, psychology is like Freud, and then uh, actual. Psychologists, <laughs> yeah. people that don't just make up insane <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Just built a career and be like, what if it's like this? And everyone's like, what? What are oh, you talking shit. about? And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, All right. I think that answers uh, my very vague question, I guess. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of clock talk in this one, but mm-hmm. uh, I think... Uh, I think it was worthwhile, and uh, and we gotta we gotta take off to wind our grandfather clock. But we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, do the old uh, ra- give us a rating. We haven't asked for that. Yeah, that'd in a while. be fun. Rate review. Yep. Um. That's it. All, All right. right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>